Hey out there, everybody, and welcome to Caffeination 518. Uh, we have a fun show lined up for you today. Uh, Caffeination is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. All the other member shows are agreed to create child-safe, family-friendly, and educational content. Everybody is listed over at techpodcasts.com. But uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's something I, I noticed today, Steve. What's that? We, we, we need to, to greet people. The, the correct way. Oh, we, we do. We actually do. Are you ready this? this the Caffeination Players present episode 518. You ready for this? I'm ready. Go. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Not hardly, and you know, you can expect hazardous travel today, later today with that, you know, uh, that uh, blizzard thing. That blizzard thing. That blizzard thing. Oh, well, here's the report. National Weather Service is calling for a big blizzard thing. Yes, they are. But you know, there's another reason why today's especially exciting. Especially cold. Especially cold, okay. But the big question on everybody's lips. On their chapped lips. On their chapped lips, right. Do you think Phil is going to come out and see his shadow? Punxsutawney Phil. That's right, Woodchuck Chuckers. It's Groundhog Groundhog Day. (laughs) Well, not quite. Uh, we're just trying to mess around with the people who are listening to this show. Day late and a dollar short. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. I think it's fantastic. And I, I, this is the first time, I think, in a while that I've been reminded that Groundhog Day is the next day. I always remember that morning or something like that. It's like when you, when you see the, uh, the lovely people doing their news reports out there at uh, Gobbler's Knob, uh, giggity, with uh, <laughs> whatever you really want to call it. Uh, they're, they're out at uh, Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. You know, I, I've heard that other states actually have their own little uh, version of the festival. I've heard that. Where they all pull rodents out of the hole, look at it, see, <laughs> see if they can scare it half to death and they throw it around. But we all, all know there's only one most famous groundhog in Pennsylvania. That's right. And that's Gus, the guy who sells you the lottery tickets. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We have a great show lined up for you. All kidding aside, well, not really, but still, you know what we're talking about. Uh, We have a great show lined up for you today. I'm calling this one the PT version because uh, it's a lot of work getting this show done. And I had my first physical therapy appointment today trying to get my arm back in order. I've been trying to to run the show with only one arm. (laughs) It wasn't me, it was the one-armed man. All right, uh, so you know the, you know what the problem with the week is, right? It starts off Sunday, Monday, and then Punday. Yeah. We never actually have Punday on a Wednesday. No. So I'm thinking that Wednesday should be Punday. And for those of you who are out there who are big fans of the Spider-Robinson uh, novels, the Callahan Chronicles, you'll understand all about that. But I, you know, I think we should try and have a... Uh, a throwdown with puns one of these times. See exactly how bad we can make it here. But uh, I think that's all beside the point. We're going to see if we can get down to the, the business of actually doing a caffeination. Uh, see if we can get this out and uh, running. Uh, if you're looking for this uh, podcast and you're not in the live chat room over at live.caffeination.com, then you can find it lovingly nestled along with all of its episodic friends at www.caffination.com. That is caffeination.com. If you're trying to get in touch with us, you can do so via email at caffeination at gmail.com you can also send me an email at paul at caffeination.com or steve at caffeination.com would that be to contact me or to contact you 
Well, they could go to you to contact me, but if they want to contact me, it's Steve at Caffeination.com. Well, yeah, that helps. We, we like to try and keep things fluid around here, you know? The phone number goes to both of us. That's 215-240-1319. If you'd like to leave an audio comment that we could use on the show, hey, just please say, hey, please use this on the show, and we'll uh, we'll do our best. You can Twitter.com slash Caffeination. We have a Facebook fan page, all other manner of uh, fun technological stuff flying out there, so we have uh, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We're going to dive right on into the Geekcraft section. What did you do, Geeky, this week, my good man? Um, I started playing Horde on Gears of War 3. Horde. After After you started talking about it and uh, we tried it out, I just couldn't help but had to go into it. So what level are you now of a character? Uh, I well, you're ju- a character and no matter what. So. Yeah. I am up to level, I'm just under 22. Okay. That's nice. in a matter of probably four days. Okay, but what level was your character at before you started trying Horde? Like 15? No, 10. Okay. <laughs> so you had just gotten the achievement? Yeah. That's not bad. Not at all. All right. Yeah, I, I, I got teamed up with a whole bunch of really, really sad people the past couple times I've been playing and haven't gotten up to past level like 15. Yeah. So for those of you who are unaware, Gears of War 3 has this mode where there's 50 levels that get progressively harder. The more people that you have in the room at any given point in time, the harder it is. But there's more of you, so teamwork actually works out really nice. And the more people you kill of the other team, it's like waves of enemies come at you. The more money you get, so you can buy fortifications, you can buy better things, you can buy guns, ammo, all kinds of fun stuff. And every 10 levels, there's a boss level. Uh, the highest I got up to was 38, and then everybody else dropped out of the match, and then that was like two hours in. Yeah, we it, had, it, it, you get into it. <laughs> yeah, you, that sucks some serious time. I mean, that, that's that's a uh, it's so fun though. Oh yeah, yeah. We got to th- we have to thank uh, Chuck Stanley for putting us onto that one. <laughs> Usually, uh, he's of the Eagles Fancast of EaglesFanCast.net. In case you're you're looking for a good Eagles podcast, but uh, Ch- yeah, Chuck was talking to us about that at uh, PodCamp Philly when we were uh, <laughs> palling around with them that day, and there's just so many fun things that happen in Horde mode, and it really, really just is awesome. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, geeky this week for me. We had a massive problem down here in the caffeination layer. Uh, the uh, the caffeination server, well, not the server that runs the caffeination, but the server that runs Puzzle Piece Productions, which is my the parent company of the caffeination, does all kinds of uh, web design. It's where a lot of my graphics are hosted. It's also the server that's kind of like the go-between between... Stuff that I do graphically and things that I need and resources that I need while I'm on the go. So, like, I use it when I'm in work. I use it, you know, everywhere. And when I'm doing a website or for someone, I'll put the uh, the trial version on that server so that they can see it. I have complete control if it needs special plugins or anything. I don't have to deal with sysadmins that don't know what they're doing or sysadmins that they would be worried about what, what's going to happen. Well, this is the first time in eight years of running my own server that something incredibly bad happened, and we had about a day of downtime. The uh, whole thing, uh, I tried to upgrade uh, the the operating system that was running Ubuntu, and uh, the screen went bright white, and it sounded like a jet engine taking off, and then we had thermal failure of the processor. So after about a day, I got everything back up and running. No loss of data, but it uh, it was pretty bad. So that's all up and running now. That's that's a, that's more than geeky. That's annoying at the same point in time, but uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun stuff uh, that has happened. It's just not too much has been geeky. So, uh, well, let's talk about the first thing we got going here. All right, the first one is actually an awesome new poster that I have put out that we're uh, probably going to be moving towards uh, 
producing and selling or doing whatever. But uh, it's also going to be one of the giveaways at PodCamp Philly when we actually get around to going to another one of those. But it's called Set Your Data Awesome, and it uses the coffee cup as a little uh, dial, kind of like you'd find on a uh, dishwasher or something. The, the bottom is sleep. The second one is zombie. Then we have productivity in the middle. Awesome is the top right. And, of course, the top most is caffeination. So it says set your data awesome, drink more coffee. Uh, I'm enjoying it, but I don't think the poster's quite there yet. I think there's a couple things that we actually have to... Uh, have to figure out about it, and it's you know it's, it's 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 a work in progress. But any notes that anybody has, and they'd like to see what what we have, uh, you know, hey, I'm always uh, up for uh, constructive criticism. Or hey, if you really just want to rip into it, I'm, I I like that. You know, I like the chance to defend my work too. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Needs a little pizzazz. Needs a little pizzazz. What what color is pizzazz? <laughs> A little hmm. sparkle. Should well, I put a, I think, a unicorn, bright pink rainbow behind maybe. it? Maybe a pink that, rainbow. A, a, a I'd pink, like. Okay. I bet you'd like to see a pink rainbow. I think that would work. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Unicorns. <laughs> you and me, unicorns. Fifty paces at dawn. <laughs> Have a unicorn off. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next little thing that we got for you is another awesome thing. But this is like straight out of my childhood. I absolutely love this movie, and you've never seen this movie, which no. I'm, I'm a little stunned at. This is the Dark Crystal. It's from the Dark Crystal. It's actually one of the characters. It's Fizzgig. Fizzgig. But he's like half cat, half dog, half fuzzy little demon thing. And he does this whiny thing. There's a little fun video of it. But he's part, he's like a sub-sub character in the movie. This was done by uh, Jim Henson's uh, crew. But it was like so off, away from the Muppets, away from... uh, from Sesame Street, so out of the realm that it, it's just one of those like cult classics that you kind of had to see it come out. So uh, I love the movie. I'm really kind of enthused that they actually have this up at Think Geek, so you can buy your own fuzzy little guy. <laughs> and uh, we have a fun sponsor link at the bottom. So if you'd like to relive the magic of Dark Crystal and buy it on Amazon, you can use the affiliate link there and help us out there. But you know, it's I I, I just like the Fizz Geek thing. I think that's awesome, and I think I might I. It's almost but not quite exactly like the thing that you see in the movie. I think they could have done better, but it's still a good representation. I think my biggest problem with it is if you see the the, the movie, he actually has two sets of teeth, which make, which make him kind of terrifyingly weird. Like when he whines, the... Uh, the the things just go off and he and like you can see like a, a top set of teeth and then there's another set of teeth towards the back of his throat and I d- it doesn't look like the like the uh, puppet oh, yeah. actually has that there you go so just maybe, a, just a quick little uh, desktop maybe glimpse. you need to add that maybe I do need to add that get a little dentures put in the back <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome sharp sharpen down some uh, some faux teeth and get it going but I don't know if you can really see it on the uh, the screenshot but it it, it, it could have been better but I think it's still awesome to have that kind of thing uh, reach out there yeah. all right uh, what the next little uh, thing that we got for you here is it's an update to the uh, table tennis uh, the quad table tennis game and it's uh Basically a triangular uh, table, a set of four, and it looks a little challenging. But uh, I see other games that could be played with this. Yeah, I mean, this, this would be this would be epic beer pong. I mean, like you're talking like beer pong mini golf with oh, something yeah. like this. <laughs> In fact, I think that would be an awesome game, beer pong mini golf. Oh, you put a little things around it. You know, oh, you know, like you know, it's like I think I'll take the physical challenge there. <laughs> it's like no, not not. It's not just. It's not just two two sets of cups in front of the teammates. Oh no, one guy would be up the stairs, another table would be down the stairs. You got to bank it off the wall. It'd be like that uh, promo sh- uh, promo video for Space Jam. 
I think it was either Space Jam or it was a commercial in the in the nineties. It was Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. And like off Saturn, around the rings, nothing but net. And it's like they, hmm. they were doing progressively harder shots. So it was like it started out they were both on the basketball court and he says, Half court, nothing but net. So it's like whew, and, and Jordan and Bird does it. And then Jordan says, Oh yeah, off the off that guy's head into the in, <laughs> off the rim, nothing but net. And it's like you know they go on and on until finally it's like they're in outer space. <laughs> so <laughs> that'd be that'd be something kind of cool to to see. Oh, yeah. But I, I would love to see like you know beer pong masters edition. <laughs> <laughs> and you know for you get your whole party uh, together, and it's two forty nine is uh, pretty cheap. You know what though? I, I think we could probably do a little bit better. Not two forty nine because I mean that that's ridiculous. You go out and you buy a couple of those little tray tables. Yeah, you could do the same thing. Oh yeah, I and mean, you just shave down the one sides. Yeah, you could you could make it all kinds of oh, yeah. you know, fun and widgety. And if you're really geeky, you could actually turn that into a, like a replica of the Star Trek communicator, and then you'd have a party. No women would be there, but it would be it would be a party. It would be a party. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe they had those in Germany. They're called sausage fests. <laughs> but, but but yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've we've been having some fun around here, some different stuff. Uh, the one of the things that I've actually been interested in, my wife has been on this thing for a while, but uh, it's called Pinterest. Now, Pinterest is is odd among social networks because I know people who are like hardened criminals when it comes to uh, social networking. It's like these are the people you go to when you want to find out how to like hack Twitter to make things work better. When you want to find out like all the un- unbelievable things that you can do to get and rip data out of Facebook. There's people that I know who are on Pinterest who are just using it for enjoyment and it's because of how easy it is to use how little marketing speak actually gets traction on there Mm -hmm. so I've just been using it to to pin a couple um, really cool posters that I saw I love the Avengers so I I really like the Avengers thing they have they have Vader and New Hope I put my poster up there I got a couple a couple hits on it, but the funny thing was I found out that we were actually getting a lot of hits coming from Pinterest. It's people who found different images that we had talked about right. and actually pinned them without us knowing. So it was really cool to kind of see the different things that we did and what people actually liked about it. So I, I was happy to see that. And you're on Pinterest too. You just haven't quite yeah, dug in on some of the stuff. I'm in and out of it. All right, that's all right. I, mean, I, I follow so many different people that it, it's kind of fun to. Uh, to really see the, the – and I think the best part is it's like if you follow somebody on Tumblr, you see absolutely everything that they put up there. Right. Uh, but if you follow somebody on Pinterest, it's actually separated out into categories or boards. So if I'm following – I'm following a couple people who have really good taste in a bunch of awesome stuff, but they're also really interested in like hairstyles from the 60s or like uh, retro clothing or, or vintage clothing. And that's just not my thing. And uh, I'm not very high fashion. <laughs> So uh, I can unfollow all those boards and see everything else that they do. So it actually kind of enriches the service as a whole. So I think that's pretty cool. All right, next little thing we got for you here. More zombie stickers for the family. Zombies! (laughs) And uh, this is just another version of the uh, zombie stickers that we showed. uh, I don't know if it was last week or the week before. Uh, A little less gruesome, but uh, I think it's it's around the same price, $8. Yeah. Now you said you you liked it. Unfortunately, I enjoy the gory. So <laughs> <laughs> I actually liked it. I think I think it's pretty cool. I think it's it's uh, it's interesting, shall we say? But I, I don't think that it's it's on point for how the uh, 
for how those things usually look on the back of somebody's car. It's a, the the, uh, the ones that they have over on ThinkGeek, which are actually right there, are actually kind of... I mean, yes, they're gory, which I'd be fine with, but the art doesn't look like it belongs among those other ones. Like, they're, right. they're, they're really thick line drawings. They look like, uh, you know, they're, they're like bad, uh, com- or bad uh, comic strips. But I love the fact that on the, uh, the one from here, you can actually have, like, zombie babies, zombies cats, dogs... And all manner of uh, teenagers and other kinds of uh, kids. So I think it's really cool that they have like the whole growth thing. But on the Think Geek one, they have a zombie fish. That's right. And I've <laughs> never seen that before. So I think that is pretty awesome as well. So got got to take my hat off to them. Oh yeah. So uh, so would you purchase one of those for your vehicle? Not quite yet. No, nah, not yet. All right. Although if I could just buy one, I would buy the goldfish. Just, just the to goldfish. Put just the goldfish. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. All right, next little thing we got for you here, a little terrifying. Yeah, a little more than terrifying. And uh, what this is, this is from Etsy.com, uh, which actually, surprisingly, I just started you know, looking through uh, not too long ago. And they got some pretty neat stuff in there. I'll, oh, yeah, I'll admit. and it's all handmade, which, oh, I, yeah. which <clears throat> I think is what blew me away about this, this set, is that somebody actually sat there and did this. This isn't like mass-produced in China, Taiwan, whatever it is. Now, what we're talking about here is a zombie uh, bedding set. Which, uh, I'll tell you, you know, this is not for the kids. And <laughs> <laughs> I had to actually hide the laptop when my son was looking at it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty gruesome. It's hands, all, it's hands along the bottom and around the bed. And right in the center, I guess you would have two pillows, is like a blood spurt. Which is, is really disturbing. <laughs> you know what? I, I was looking at that and I was like, okay, is this a single person's bed and they're sleeping <clears throat> in between the pillows? Because that's just not logical. Looks like a futon. Might be a futon. That, Might be the same futon I have. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I noticed. Okay. Well, I mean, I could see that then, but wouldn't wouldn't it be just as terrifying to have two separate pillows with two separate blood splatters? Or would that be a little too much? I think that would be a little too much, although I, I could see a really good prank happening here. You know, if you were able to cover up the hands and everything and just sat in the middle of the bed and oh, have God. somebody come in the middle of the night, wake you know. That oh, that yeah. that would be, or, or go to bed with white sheets and change them surreptitiously in the middle of the de- in the middle of the night <laughs> on somebody else, just just for the uh, the things so that they look down because I mean the white's fairly luminescent in the middle of the night. Yeah, you'd be able to see it, and all all you would see is the hands coming from under the bed. That's scary. <laughs> so I think that I think that would be awesome. Oh yeah. All right, now the next one is something less gruesome, but a little disappointing when it really comes right down to it. I got to say that I really love the idea of this, but I think that the price is way too much, and it's handmade, and I can probably make one myself. There's a wonderful arts and crafts store around here. It's called uh, A.C. Moore. Uh, They have a whole bunch of different ones out there, but A.C. Moore is fairly, I don't know, ubiquitous. They also have Ace Hardware, which I think is actually... Uh, an allied hobby. They're both places yeah. you can get this kind of stuff. All you need is the clock workings, the thing right in the middle, and then you can print out your own uh, pattern and cut these things with a jigsaw. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So, I mean, like, yeah, well, I have a laser cutter, and I could probably do that really, really, really easily. And probably a lot better. Yeah, I, I could print out, like, six of them in an hour. <laughs> but, I mean, it would be plexiglass, or, or, I mean, I could probably make some thin wood. But I, I was looking at that, and I, I just, I, I, I think I'm a little upset that it's not more complicated. So uh, it could be so much better. Oh, yeah. but, and especially not when you're talking about $50. No, it's, it's definitely not worth it. I mean, yeah, the Goomba pendul- pendulum's not kind of nice, but I think it actually takes away because they don't move like that. 
Yeah, and you know what? Like the the clockwork itself is probably like twenty bucks, and then you get wood that's probably around like five. I've seen clock for all that. I've seen clockwork that's like three dollars. Yeah, it's it's so. I mean, yeah, I mean, you take a little bit of time, you t- you take a little bit of effort, and you know, you don't need to be an artiste. The pattern's already there. It's squares. Anybody yeah. can do that. I mean, I'm telling you, this will, this could probably take an hour. <laughs> that, yeah, I mean that, that, that. So I thought that was pretty cool. All right, next little thing that we got for you right here is is a little bit of a, a bittersweet uh, uh, story because I love the comic The Watchmen. I really, really do. I like the movie. I like it. I like it because I think it followed the story relatively closely, except for a big change at the end that most people weren't really thrilled about. Did you ever see the movie? I did, but I didn't see the ending, so I never wrote it. Okay, I'm not gonna. But uh, you need to read the actual hardcover uh, graphic novel because it's really, really cool. But the, it centers around the story of this, you know, like real life superheroes and the fact that they're flawed people too, which I love that idea. But and it was all done by Alan Moore, and he's a real hardcore counterculture guy. He's like really kind of twisted, and they're basically doing prequels to each one of the characters along the way. That that's nice, but it, it kind of goes against what makes a good story good. It, uh, if you ever notice that a lot of the fantasy novels and a lot of the novels and in, 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 uh, graphics novels, what they do is they take things that are after their prime. So you feel that longing in there for for the better times and things used to be unbelievable. And it's either people recovering from that or or it's like the destruction and the slow you're slowly watching it go down. So it kind of breaks that story arc and doing a prequel, it gives you that, you know, it, it fulfills that need where you're like, wow, this is really what I wanted to learn about. But at the same point in time, it can never actually build up to exactly what The Watchmen was originally supposed to be. Right. So... And the book was a lot more hard-hitting than, than the movie, believe it or not. And what they did was they actually cut Alan Moore out of it completely. So Rorschach's going to be f- four issues, Minutemen six issues, Comedian six, Dr. Manhattan is four, Night Owl, Ozyman, uh, Night Owl and Silk Spectre are four issues apiece, and Ozymandias is six, six issues. I don't know if these are right before the events or if these are even further back, but uh, they actually, somebody actually interviewed Alan Moore about this, and he said it's not that he, he thinks it's ridiculous. It's I want to take this latest development as a kind of eager confirmation that they're still apparently depending on ideas that I had 25 years ago. I don't want money. What I want is for this not to happen. As far as I know, there weren't many, many prequels or sequels to Moby Dick. Which I, I love that analogy. It's basically you know you are given one story that's in one uh, time frame, and anything else is left up to your imagination. Anytime you start building canon around something like this, I mean these are writer and artist combos that didn't have anything to do with the initial th- run. So right. it's it's going to be interesting to see where it is. I, I, I'm probably going to read them, but probably going to read them afterwards when they're all compelled. You know into each one individual yeah. book. So, but I, I still need to actually pick up the Watch, Watchmen book itself because uh, I was borrowing my buddy Jimmy's. <laughs> All right. Uh, next little thing that we got going for you here is silence crickets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the, uh, <clears throat> another, uh, maker's bot article that we found. And this is actually showing you, uh, 12 things you didn't know you desperately needed a 3d printer for. And uh, what it it's just simple things that you wouldn't think you would probably need. That would probably be very helpful. <laughs> the coolest thing about the three D printer is that like you can seriously like outsource and insource like the design of the fun little everyday objects. 
So these are some of the things that actually came out of uh, MakerBots, like clips for phones, clips for uh, uh, a pen on an actual field journal. I like that one. I think that, that that's one. actually that, pretty neat. That that's really nice. Uh, and they had some other things like you can make your own pliers. They're not really sturdy, but hey, you know they're awesome. And the cable wrap. I like the cable wrap as well. Uh, so I I, th- I think this is really cool. I, I like promoting anytime you see the the fun little MakerBot projects yeah. that are out there, which was what brings us to our next story, which is called Project Shelter. Uh, yeah, Project Shelter. <laughs> Paris Shelton has adopted a printed shell. Uh, they're basically saying that um, the pet industry kind of harvests these shells from uh, beaches and actually da- endangers the habitat of real hermit crabs of out wild hermit crabs because they're harvesting the shells for the tourist trade. Hmm. And you can see that happening. So what they're saying is with a MakerBot, you could print, or they wanted to see if you could print a shell that a hermit crab would actually adopt. And my son has a hermit crab who needs a new shell. And I have access to a MakerBot. So I'm going to see if I can find out how much it would be to actually do this little printout thing. And I'm going to see if I can actually make shark bite uh, or a shark bait, a, uh, a a fun little printed shell. Because we were actually talking about actually going out and getting a new shell for him, but right. I think this would actually be even cooler because, you know, Paul could paint it however he wanted. You should definitely put horns on it, though. Yeah, actually, there's <laughs> there, there's some fun other ones that are in uh, Project Shelter that are actually um, the different shells that you would see, and one of them is really, really wicked. It actually looks like a three-dimensional fish eating something. So it has its mouth open, but... When the hermit crab is sitting in it, it looks like the fish is eating the hermit crab. Oh, wow. So <laughs> when, I, when I get that one, I'll actually uh, put it up there. I think that's actually really cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. The next little story that we got for you here is... It's the uh, foldable bike helmets, which is actually uh, pretty neat. I just actually saw this today, this morning, actually. And uh, nice you, and calm. You need a helmet some days. Yeah, some days I do need a helmet. And uh, you know what? It's actually uh, not a bad idea. I, I like it. I'm worried about folding. Yeah, that's the only thing that I don't like is the fact that it could fold under pressure. I mean, I guess there's probably ways you know, through industrial design that you could actually make something that's in it, unable to, to fold. But I, I, I'm looking at this and saying, you know what? I'm putting my my most valuable part into that, <laughs> so it's you know if you get a massive head injury, it's pretty much game over from there <laughs> on out. It doesn't matter how pretty the money maker is. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so I mean I I think I'd rather rather take the uh, the extra steps and just put a, a good old brain bucket under my bag oh, yeah. rather than uh, fold one of these around. So I, I thought that was awesome, but uh, you know I just wanted to share it with everybody. Next up, we have an unbelievable and wowing uh, kind of uh, situation. But uh, this is the giant LED cathedral wows people with 55,000 lights. Uh, this, this, is, this is literally unbelievable. Um, it, it's called Lumiere de Cagna. It has stopped viewers in their tracks. It's a 2012 light festival that took place in Ghent, Belgium. Apparently, there are a whole bunch of other different light displays around the city, but this kind of took honors. Yeah, uh, I would th- say so. It, it's, it's astounding. And the funny thing is, it's like when you really trace back the lineage of, of real cathedrals, they were supposed to be the storyboard, basically, you know, like the, the billboard for the church because, you know, the, the people didn't read. People weren't very educated. I mean, the, the masses were in Latin. Nobody spoke, spoke Latin anyway. So you would pull people into the church 
through you know these these massive buildings that housed you know everything. So this kind of like is a step in the in a different direction. This is just this is like Vegas cathedral. This yeah. is, this is unbelievable. Really really cool. So if you have a chance, you should head on over there and check that out. I, I got to tell you, it's unbelievable. All right, next little thing I'm I'm loving. It's called DARPA's F bomb. It's a disposable spy machine that drones could drop. Uh, there is this gentleman who's only 26 years old, and he is a developer for DARPA, which is a uh, you know defense contractor. And he has basically said, I have an idea. Rather than uh, having all these really massive, expensive, and uh, very specific uh, machines that we're taking over at all, overseas, that when we uh, try and do surveillance that you know they're basically traceable back to us they're, they're too expensive to just lose why don't we make a disposable thing from off the part off the uh, shelf parts that costs around fifty dollars and he calling it the f-bomb or falling or ballistically launched object that makes back doors so basically all it is is a security bug or whatever it is that you can drop in you can fire out of projectiles smart drones can carry this on them it's incredibly tiny it's only fifty dollars to make and they say that basically when it really comes right down to it, even if people find this, it's already transmitted the data. It has nothing on it that says where it could have come from or what agency actually did it. So you need your black helicopter tinfoil hats to, to, <laughs> to watch these. But I think that's uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. All right. So I think we should make about five of them and start sending them out to listeners surreptitiously as prizes. Oh, yeah, why not? Just to find out what everybody really thinks about the show <laughs> after the after the uh, recording stops. <laughs> Uh, let's see what the last thing is. Uh, wait, no, that is uh, the last one that, uh, the la- that was the last bit of the Geek Cruft section. So now we're moving right on to the food and caffeinated bits. And I think this is you. Yeah, why don't I take this one? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, why don't we start off with, uh, the problem that a lot of people have that you wouldn't think of. The whole Pringles cylinder that just the pringles conundrum as yeah, it were as it were and uh somebody decided to photoshop a, a, a solution and uh what they did was uh, they photoshopped the uh bottom of the deodorant yeah put it right put it right on the bottom of the pringles and uh, you know what I'll, I'll although it's just a joke it's probably the best idea someone's had in a while yeah i i like that <clears throat> or i'd rather like to see somebody put like a pringles can in a caulk gun <laughs> it's like, like a Pez. Yeah, it's a giant military grade Pez. You know what? I have Pringles and a cock gun. There you go. I think we should do that, and we'll take pictures of it, and then we will be the new internet sensation. There you go. That, that is so, the best idea I've heard. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. All right, the next one is is kind of disturbing. We have Norbert Davis from the Totally Cool Tech Podcast over at totallycooltech.com to actually share this one. Um, this is how you make coffee butter. Yeah, you heard me correctly. It's a tablespoon of coffee finely ground, like we're talking Greek coffee style, uh, one tablespoon of peanut butter, and one teaspoon of sugar or crystallized honey, and then you mix it together. So it's like a uh, it's like an apple butter kind of thing that tastes like coffee. There's very few coffees that I've ever seen that don't impart kind of a bitter taste to something when you're when you're eating them raw like that's why when i when i do the cooking with coffee deal i will wrap the coffee in with spices and sugars which is why i understand they're doing the uh, the peanut butter and the crystallized honey or, or whatever it is but it's just you know, it there's something about it that actually doesn't just see it just doesn't seem right and i love coffee so i like this idea in theory but i think it's it's just it's a little disturbing to me 
I know it's a lot disturbing to you. Oh, yeah. So, all right. Next little thing that we got for you here is a crazy, crazy little uh, wonder, <laughs> wonderment. So, your turn. My turn. It's the, uh, what, what did we call it earlier? The uh, George Foreman of bakeries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Just a, a, a mini cake maker. And uh, that's all it is. It's just a, I mean, a yeah. simple thing to do, but, you know. it's bright pink yeah (laughs) i mean i I don't know like my daughter is a wonderful little person i don't think i would ever buy her like something like this because it looks demeaning it looks like it's it's for people too lazy to figure out how a muffin tin works yeah something you could just like plug into the side of the couch it's like okay i'm hungry yeah it's like here (laughs) let let me make uh let me make pancake raviolis and and we'll just rock this out (laughs) so i i i I like the the ingenuity that somebody's showing it's a little george foreman for bakery stuff but hey you know it could have been better yeah i think so and speaking of better the next story that we have is unbelievable this is how you get somebody to eat your asparagus yeah it's it's an asparagus cake. I don't know, I don't even know what you really need to do, but this is from uh, from sweet uh, sweetpolita dot com. This this woman actually designed and made a cake that looks exactly like a giant bunch of asparagus. I showed this to my son who hates anything healthy. He hates you know pretty much everything. He also hates the number ten. Whenever you told him that's how many bites he needs to have. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so he said, you know, it's like, hey Paul, you want to have some asparagus? And he looked at it and went, no. I was like, well, it's cake. He goes, no, it isn't. So he came over really quickly and looked at the computer. Okay, I'll eat it. So now I just need to find a way to make cake look like asparagus or actually be made of asparagus, and then maybe we can get him to try it. And it looks delicious, too. Actually. Yeah, it does. I mean, I actually like asparagus, and I would rock out that if it was made of asparagus up at the top, but the fact that the, the whole cake thing is under the bottom yeah. is really, really good. So I'm, I'm all for that one. That, I'm that, a fan. That, I'm a, definitely a fan of low. <laughs> all right. Now, we had the previous story where you had the kind of George Foreman, and it was kind of uninspired. But I got to tell you, I think this one beats it, hands down. This one is a little better. It's the, uh, what do they call it, the Baby Cakes Pie Pop Maker. That, that even has a, a fun little poppy name yeah, to it. It, it flows. It, this is the, it, the hustle and flow. Oh, yeah. And you, uh, it's. You can't. You don't even have to just make you know uh, desserts with it. Uh, they gave you the idea of uh, ravioli. I, I would like ravioli popsicles. That sounds interesting. Lollipops. <laughs> yeah, you know I, I could rock that out, and then you could actually dip them in the sauce. Yeah. That's I mean, it. could you imagine like a whole station where you just had one of these in front of everybody? You sit there and you can make your like six of them at a shot <laughs> or pot stickers for these. Now, this is something that adds something to this. I mean, you could probably use, find a way to make candied something out of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of different things you can make with it. The other thing was uninspired because all it was was round holes in a George Foreman. This, right. just because they, you put the uh, the lollipop sticks in it, just makes it that much more awesome. So yeah, It's not even that. It's... Uh, there's... You can do more to it than just what uh, the other one had. This this actually puts an initiative into it. Yeah, I, I like it. But for forty bucks, I don't like that much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the price tag, shall we say? <laughs> All right, talking about the Alki Hall up next. Yeah, uh, we've seen some disturbing things in our lives, and we've drank some interesting drinks. Yeah, this is a little bit of both. This is called the Alien Brain Hemorrhage Shot from over at foodbeast.com. This is an unearthly cocktail. You basically take a uh, fill a shot glass with uh, peach schnapps about halfway. You pour in some Bailey's Irish Cream on top of that, and then you add a little blue curacao. 
Uh, I'm looking at the peach schnapps, and that doesn't look like peach schnapps. That looks more like grenadine at the bottom, which is kind of like a uh, cherry liqueur or a raspberry liqueur. Yeah. And the video is even disgusting. This just basically looks like a piece of tissue floating. It looks like, it looks like if you had a mole removed and they made a shot out of it. And and th- this gentleman sitting next to me is somebody who absolutely loves horror movies and would put like the gross, disgusting zombies on the back of his car. But but this is yeah, it's, yeah I think that's a little above and beyond actually. It, it, it probably tastes fantastic, but just wa- like I'm watching the video as they're making it, and it's just it's disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it it's basically curdled Bailey's Irish beer. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's all kinds of yuck. Now, talking about that, and then moving along to the next thing, which is actually from Dear Coffee, I Love You, where they are actually partnering with the fine people who do Keep Cups, and I actually remember to bring mine downstairs now, and they are actually producing a set of Keep Cups that are actually Dear Coffee, I Love You branded. So it says, Damn Thy Disposable. So stop watching the video. (laughs) Seriously, turn it off. It's going to disturb you. (laughs) But I actually got to tell you, I really love having the Keep Cup. I actually just throw it in my bag when I'm done with it, and I think it's a really cool, awesome uh, gift for somebody. And uh, I've actually taken it to Starbucks, and the fun thing is, this is 16 ounces. When I take it to Starbucks or I take it to 7-Eleven and I get a refill, the refill at 7-Eleven was only a dollar for like a full coffee. It's like, well, how much is that? I was like, you know, it's a standard size. It's 16 ounces. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, no problem. It's a dollar. It's like, <laughs> I, I'll buy that for a dollar. I like that. And the fact that it's actually uh, branded with the Dear Coffee I Love You stuff is pretty cool, too. So I just thought that was pretty cool. The next little thing, yeah, you were talking about how much you liked this one. Oh, yeah, it's it's a simple design. It's a wooden coffee mug. and It's uh, just a wooden mug in general. I mean, it uh, yeah, it's coffee. just, I, I'm so infatuated with it that I, uh, I'd like to uh, try and make it myself. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how you'd do that. I mean, would you have to do it, make it out of a solid block of wood and then grind it down? Maybe. But, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure, like, if we had a 3D printer, we could probably make her bot one of those. <laughs> and then paint that paint that boy, bad boy up. Paint it wood. <laughs> I'm going to slap on some wood grain, we'll call it a night. <laughs> That's how we do. That's right. <laughs> All right. So I thought that was pretty awesome. I think everybody else is, is kind of digging on it as well. And then, uh, you know, we, we post a lot of stuff from Food Beast. And they ha- they recently put out something called STFU, or Shut the F Up About Bacon. And they're, they basically hit their tipping point with things made of bacon. You're putting bacon and stuff. And then they start slamming on the, uh, the fine folks at Epic Mealtime. Here's what I'm going to say about that. I hit my own point with the I'm done with things being made out of bacon a while ago. But bacon is still very tasty. Yes, there are other things that do taste better. And yes, everything is a little bit better with bacon on it. But that's not to say that other things aren't very good. This entire post came off as something really kind of snooty and internet bloggerish. We're like, you know, I, I'm just too good to look at bacon anymore. Send me more interesting stuff. You know what? If all that people want when they come to your site is to find a funny new use for bacon, it's your job as a site creator and a site owner to actually give them funny new uses of bacon. Yeah. So I would give you a, a bacon backhand for that one. <laughs> I mean, you know, a fine, fine, finely cured pork backhand. Would be all yours. Maybe sprinkle a little brown brown sugar, <laughs> crust that bad boy up like dog treats for humans, and crack you with it. <laughs> but you know, if people are coming to your site and they're really digging on a certain topic, you give them more of it. That's why we keep talking about zombies, despite the fact that we're a coffee geek podcast, and zombies really aren't definitely in there. Right. But I dig on zombies, and people keep coming back and talking to us about zombies. So we gotta have zombies and you robots. Gotta have zombies. Gotta have zombies. 
robots and all that other kind of fun stuff. So if there's anything that you got to have, feel free to email it to caffeination at gmail.com. See how I tied that in? I see how you tied That was good. That, thanks, thanks. Yeah, that, that was that's called segue. That, that was a flow is what that is. Yeah, that's a little hustle, too. A little hustle. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> so this means that we have unfortunately reached the end of your, our fine show. If you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, you can email them to the address we already previously mentioned and uh, several times before. If you have a, a direct comment to me, you can email me at paul at caffeination.com. Or if you want to talk to me, that's steve at caffeination.com. All right. Thank you very much, good sir. Uh, we have the phone number that you can uh, dial in to leave a direct to voicemail comment at 215-240-1319. All the rest of the stuff is nestled lovingly over at the homepage at www.caffination.com. So thank you, everybody, for sticking around and enjoying this fine day. And uh, stay caffeinated, people. That's right.